Hi, my name is John Floyd. I'm the project manager for the developer. Thank you for joining us today on our audio tour of the 1515 Douglas and 750 Pandora projects. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional territories of the Lekwungen speaking people. As we stand across on the south side of Pandora looking at the project, to your left you will see the six-story 1515 Douglas building and to the right you will see the 13-story 750 Pandora project. The exteriors of these buildings have similar elements in the sense that the lower six stories are clad in a combination of terracotta with zinc accent elements and a system of punched window glazing. The upper stories of 750 Pandora, to distinguish them from the lower stories, are clad in a high-performance unitized curtain wall system, which is an assembly of aluminum and glass that comes to the site essentially in blocks that are locked, clicked into place on site for an incredibly fast and efficient installation process. My name is Kevin Welsh with Integro Group. Uh, I was working on the lead project management and the coordination of many of the sustainability features for the project. Looking at the site, if you had been here previously, what you would have noticed is that the site itself was largely a parking lot with a small, somewhat deteriorated building on site. What we've managed to do with our development here is uh, produce what we call additional infill or density, uh, which is a much desired thing in the downtown core and limits the need to develop and basically take away prime farmland or vegetation uh, to support the offices and workplaces we need to work every day. The location itself is also very beneficial from a commuting perspective. When we look at both Pandora and Douglas, both are very good opportunities for transit. When we think about that in the context of our commute every day, we like to utilize connections like this in order to encourage people to avoid using their cars to get to work. What that ultimately contributes to is a reduction in greenhouse gas emissions associated with everybody's daily commute and that speaks to the heart of what this project's trying to deliver with many of the measures that we'll discuss shortly. As we walk across Pandora towards the project you will note that there are a collection of rain gardens as well as an integrated bicycle lane. Uh, make sure to look both ways as <laughs> bicycle traffic can approach from any direction. We'll start this tour by entering into the lobby of 750 Pandora. As we enter through the entry portal of 750 Pandora, you're experiencing a number of local finish elements. The floor is a Vancouver Island marble quarried out of Tassis. The walls are also clad in a local marble product. The andesite product cladding the exterior of the portal is a local product that was quarried from Haddington Island. This is also material that was salvaged from the existing Royal Bank building and repurposed as part of the mitigation strategy for the demolition of, of that prior building. So when we talk about the types of materials mentioned specifically in applications like the portal, it's important to contextualize the sourcing of those materials relative to the project's goals. What they represent is the owner and the construction team's commitment to identifying and using materials sourced locally, which supports both the local industry uh, and the development of those materials, as well as reduces the embodied energy and environmental impacts associated with those materials. Uh, it's targets like this that carry through the project, whether it be the selection of the concrete and steel uh, or the glazing and finishes throughout. So as we move in through the entry portal into the main lobby, we're greeted by a reception desk where security personnel are there to assist visitors to the space. Uh, to our right are the five elevators that serve the project. A neat feature of this project is two, two of the five elevators are backed in glass 
and their back is to, an, to a glass atrium. So were we to ride those elevators to the 13th floor, you would experience an increasingly higher view facing south of Victoria. At the, top, at the top of the trip, you get a wonderful view of the Olympic Mountains and out to the Sioux Hills, the Strait. You can count freighters. It's, it's, it's an amazing view that's one of the most, probably the, the most prime vista of the project. As we move from the lobby of 750 Pandora, we cross through the link between buildings that has been constructed at grade, you will note that the link creates a seamless visual line extending from the easternmost edge of the property all the way to the westernmost edge. So if one were to stand at the mid-block crossing previously discussed, you can actually look right down the east-west axis and get a glimpse of City Hall uh, past the elevators. On our left, you will find the access to the bike storage facility, which is where we're going to head next. So we're standing in the bicycle storage facility right now, which is in fact above grade and provides an excellent view of the streetscape and a view of the courtyard shared with the building to the east. As you can imagine in this space, the amount of glazing provided actually creates a very light and beautiful atmosphere in the bike room, supported by a piece of artwork developed by Luke Ramsley, commissioned for the project. We're able to really connect the beauty of the space with bicycle storage and we're basically bringing the idea of commuting by bike above ground and making it a more common piece of the, the conversation around the project. To add to that point, this is a deliberate decision on the part of the development to honor bike storage as something to be shown, not to be hidden in a parkade. This is a technique that we first utilized successfully in our original atrium project and it's something that we do look to do in future developments. Also included in this space are other salvaged elements from the former Royal Bank building. We've got fluted aluminum panels mounted in two locations on the wall. We also have a bike fix station where commuters can affect minor repairs to their bike, pump up their tires, that sort of thing. And immediately to our east is the mid-block crossing, which is a walkway designed to connect Pandora to Cormorant to create a seamless flow as one of the many public axes of the project. As a part of the bike storage facility, this building is also equipped with end-of-trip facilities composed of large lockers for people to store bicycle equipment, showers, you know, somewhere that they can prepare for the day having chosen to commute to work by, by bicycle. So we're now standing inside the public heart of the development. This is the rotunda space in 1515 Douglas. Uh, as you look up, you will note a, sky, a glazed skylight supported by unique custom-designed wooden trusses. The glass above you uh, is a neat combination of standard vision glass and a product known as channel glass, which you won't see anywhere else locally. Its box shape allows for light to penetrate with a bit of a, a diffused effect. Um, at grade, you're standing again on the quarried stone Vancouver Island marble product and immediately in front of you, you will see two elevators that travel up and down in, a, in an open hoist way. Looking to the west, the glazing that runs from the ground level up to the skylight allows for excellent penetration of daylight in, deep into the building floor plate. What this allows us to do is reduce the amount of lighting we would otherwise provide were these traditional solid floor plates. It also provides an excellent view and pays homage to the historical city hall which is across the street. Also located within the rotunda are restaurant and coffee shop amenities with indoor patios designed to spill out and enliven the space at any time of year. 
so that it's cold outside, but people would like the experience of sort of a semi-outdoor space, come in here, have lunch, have a coffee, you know, enjoy some quiet time working on your laptop. Again, this is intended to be very much the, the public heart of the development. The interior of this space shares a number of finish elements with its sister building 750 Pandora. Um, designed by architect Frank D'Ambrosio and his capable group at D'Ambrosio Architecture and Urbanism, there is, there is a, a desire to utilize, again, timeless and natural finishes. So you'll see a lot of stone, concrete, wood, um, as well as glass and aluminum. Uh, where colors are used, they are used in an accent format only. Um, and the, the natural palettes are allowed to create the sense of the space, giving it a very timeless and you know, West Coast contemporary sort of feel. These materials also require less maintenance than traditional building finishes. What this allows us to do is invest less energy into the building as we maintain it over the life of the building. In turn, that further reduces the environmental impact of the construction as a whole. We have now exited the rotunda and are making our way down into the parkade to explore a few of the shared mechanical and supporting facilities of the building. So coming out of the stairwell, we've now entered the parkade. If you take a look around, you'll notice a number of measures dedicated towards the building's larger energy saving initiatives, as well as its support for higher, high efficiency vehicles like electric cars. If the parkade's not specifically busy right now, you'll notice that the lights themselves are actually becoming more active and brightening as you walk past them. This suggests that the daylight, or sorry, the motion sensors connected to each individual light are working effectively as a means of reducing the lighting when nobody's there and making sure that you still feel safe and secure and are able to utilize the parking accordingly. When we look to the south of the parkade, we can see a long, expansive wall filled with electric vehicle charging stations. Of the cars plugged in there right now, these vehicles support a reduction in gas relative to what we would typically see in our vehicles. And by providing the infrastructure here, what the development does is supports people's choice and opportunity to choose electric cars when purchasing their vehicles. It's programs like this that incentivize the use of high efficiency vehicles over the traditional car, which is the type of larger, more holistic sustainability measure that we might see with this development. To add to that thought, this building has also been designed with the ability to expand charging capacity, as it is our view that electrical vehicles will make up a larger percentage of the vehicle market in the coming years. And so accordingly, while not all of the available charging stations have been installed. We, we have left room for expansion when demand requires it. While we stand in the parkade, we can also acknowledge that below us, we have a couple of spaces dedicated towards carpooling. The ownership team on these projects are dedicated towards supporting a shared use of vehicles. Ideally, by providing these spaces closer to the building entry, that incentivizes the use of a carpooling vehicle over a single occupancy vehicle. As we move from the parkade into the main mechanical plant servicing both buildings, you can hear the hum of the equipment behind us. This complex was again designed to share the efficiency of a large shared mechanical plant to provide a number of services to both the 750 Pandora and 1515 Douglas buildings. Each of those buildings has their own dedicated rooftop equipment, which in this case is composed of air to water heat pumps as well as heat recovery ventilators. 
a unique feature of this project is it utilizes uh, geothermal energy extracted from 90 boreholes, most of which are 400 feet in depth. So as we stand here, primarily under the West Building, uh, there was effectively six months of drilling to complete all of the boreholes necessary to achieve the length of pipe required to allow the extraction of, of thermal energy to both heat and cool the building. From a carbon efficiency perspective, the choice to go with a geothermal system over what would be a traditional gas heating system was a pretty significant step for this project. Especially given the ground in which the building sits on, there's a lot of heavy rock that had to be managed and drilled through in order to put the system in. And the fact that now, since we can take that heating energy from the ground as opposed to traditionally derived fossil fuels, we're able to use relatively low carbon intensity electricity to produce the heating and cooling for the building, which significantly reduces its overall carbon impact. As we exit the two-story mechanical room, you'll notice that the background noise is somewhat eliminated. This noise we were listening to in there was actually what's called a variable speed drive. And what that is, is a piece of technology which allows us to limit the speed at which the pumps are operating, effectively finding a way to turn down the amount of energy we're dedicating to that, that equipment when the full pump is not required. So standing in the P2 level of the parkade, we're looking across at the project's rainwater collection and reuse system. This system's capable of generating about 900,000 liters of what we would consider to be non-drinkable water, which is used in the project's irrigation of the landscape, as well as in the toilet flushing and urinals. On an annual basis, combined with the project's other water-efficient fixtures, the two buildings combine for approximately 3.2 million liters of water saved every year. This represents a significant reduction in the amount of municipally treated water, which with it entails a lot of energy intensive treatment and conveyance systems, which we can offset by trying to capture and reuse water on site. So we've just finished our ride up the surface elevator, 14 stories into the main penthouse. Again, behind you, you're going to hear the hum of mechanical equipment. This is the location of air handling and Heat recovery, vent, heat recovery ventilation equipment that services specifically the 750 Pandora Tower. 1515 Douglas has its own equivalent set of equipment which serves its dedicated needs primarily for these air handling functions. So as we move now from the mechanical penthouse onto the main roof, the first thing you will experience is the 360 degree views afforded by the height of this building. You have sight lines all the way to the Sioux Hills, as far as Mount Baker, and a beautiful view of the Olympics. There, there really is no obstruction to the view from the top of 750 Pandora. The two-story penthouse contains, as we mentioned, all the mechanical equipment necessary to serve the building. On the top is the air source heat pump. The mechanical screen enclosure, which was designed by the project architect, is actually designed to be viewed from the air as the shape of a piano which few people will get the opportunity to experience. However, should you have the fortune to fly over the top of this building, have a look down and see if you can pick out the shape. So when we first come out onto the roof, we're accosted by high winds and a bunch of bright sunshine reflecting off of the roof surface here. What the reflectivity of the roof proves and supports is a reduced collection of solar radiation, which would contribute to a, an effect called heat island effect. By Using a bright reflective surface on our building's roof, uh, or vegetation in the case of 1515 Douglas, 
we're able to limit the amount of solar radiation which gets absorbed into the hard roof surface and in turn turn some of that away so that it doesn't contribute to nighttime heating or throwing off local ecology. As we move to the west along the roof surface, we are greeted with a wonderful overlook of the adjoining building 1515 Douglas. From here you can experience the top of the sloped skylight as well as the extensive green roof installed to provide a similar function to the high reflective surface that we are currently standing here on 750 Pandora. When we look at the extent of that vegetation, it connects the landscaping intents at both the ground level and the other levels of both buildings. What this is supposed to do is support local ecology through the selection of those native and adaptive planting species, which ultimately in turn provide both homes and food and shelter for the local insects and flora fauna. The final item worthy of note, as we walk to the south face of the building, you will experience the top of a glass enclosure. This glass enclosure is the 13-story atrium that captures the elevators that one can ride up as described earlier. Uh, it's, a, it's a skylight at the top to allow natural penetration of light in through the south face of the building as well. So having had the opportunity to walk around the site, I think what excites me most about this project is the marriage of beauty and sustainability. Both architecturally and in terms of the materiality and the construction as a whole, I feel like this building is a bold statement for sustainable buildings everywhere. And I think that when we're trying to promote and develop imagery and support the development of sustainable buildings going forward. This is a great example and should be showcased uh, as an opportunity to not compromise on building form and intent when developing something sustainably. In closing out the tour, I think the aspect of the project that has meant the most to me personally is again re-enlivenment of an underutilized urban site and, and in particular one in such an important context to the city, proximity to City Hall, and to, to bring in now a significant segment of well-paying jobs that can contribute to the local economy, can support local businesses, can support the need for local, local housing, um, and again, you know, to build on what Kevin has said, the, the, the ability to build sustainable buildings, leading-edge buildings, without compromising occupant comfort or the aesthetic quality of the buildings. That, that really is the exciting challenge and the piece that I've appreciated most about this project, in addition to the ability to work with so many amazing trade, design, and municipal partners in, in bringing this through to fruition.